This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I did want to speak to another issue that uh, deserves to be on the radar and uh, brought up. It was, after all, I guess about six summers ago. Man, the passage of time. But uh, that story of Sammy Ateem, troubled teen, 18 years of age, uh, waving a knife and, uh, you know, had his junk exposed on a streetcar still, doesn't uh, deserve to be shot dead, although uh, it was a case that became rather complex legally. James Fursillo, the Toronto cop at the time, was sentenced to six years, and uh, he's now out on parole, or at least, at least he's been granted day parole. So let's get the details on this. Dave Perry weighing in, Global News Radio's crime and security analyst. Dave, always a pleasure. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm all right. Uh, so here he is for Cello. He had a six-year sentence. He's already out on day parole after serving 21 months. That makes sense? Well, it never does make sense to us, but uh, quite frankly, he's within the parameters of what the Parole Board of Canada sets out is eligibility for, you know, full parole, day parole, and all kinds of other forms of release. So those decisions are based on assessments that are done while he's in the facility at Correction Services where he's being held. And based on, on those uh, assessments, the parole board will then move forward with uh, some options for release. And uh, they look at a couple of things, one of the biggest ones being uh, if they're released early or given parole or day parole early, uh, what's the risk to the community? And if the answer is none, well, they're three-quarters of the way there. And the other thing, will they abide by the conditions of release? For example, in his case, will he actually stay at the halfway house for six months that he's supposed to abide by all the rules? And the answer is highly likely. So he's, uh, by their standards, maybe not by ours, not by society's, he's eligible for day parole. All right, so he's going to live at this halfway house for the next six months with overnight privileges. What does that mean? Overnight privileges uh, could mean that he's allowed to stay at uh, another address that's approved by the parole board or by his parole officer. And that could be uh, an attempt to integrate him back into his relationship. Uh, I understand he has a fiance. It could be with other family members. It could be with children if he has any. I can't recall if he does. But uh, all of those things are as normal as breathing. And they happen to some of the most violent uh, criminals you can imagine, and therefore somebody that's in custody under the conditions that he is, he's afforded those same opportunities. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, he will, uh, or he's planning to get an apartment with his fiance that you mentioned, and they're going to marry next year. That's on plan. He's not coming back to Toronto. He's been accepted at a trade school out of town. Uh, so I guess, you know, he's impressing upon the parole board at this point that uh, he's not a danger to reoffend. And he did say, quote, there's absolutely zero justification to fire at someone lying flat on their back. I feel like I robbed Mr. Yatim of his life. He was 18. He was just starting his life. Had I handled the situation better, had I followed my training, he'd still be here. I guess that's uh, showing remorse uh, acceptable to the parole board at this point because he's taking ownership, right? Yeah, it sure is. Uh, some of us might feel a little too little, a little too late, but, you know, that's what people do when they get in front of the parole board. If they're going to say what they have to say, at least his words were appropriate. None of us will ever know how much he meant them, and I, I say that about everybody that steps into a parole hearing, but uh, at least he said what he's supposed to say. He's convicted, he's serving time, um, he doesn't have any other recourse but to show some kind of remorse and and to say the things that he said, because all of us in law enforcement would completely agree with that statement. 
Well, it's interesting because the family, through their lawyer, said uh, they believe his words to be, quote, self-serving and totally different from his trial. Uh, so whether or not, you know, he's just putting on a good face for the parole board, because the parents weren't apprised of this hearing. This is something that bothers a lot of victims. Uh, they did not attend because they said their lawyers had not been informed that the hearing was taking place. Is that not a gross oversight? Uh, I don't think it is, if I if I recall this correctly. And, and trust me, there are a couple of cases that I'm monitoring myself, cases that I, were, I was involved in for first-degree murder and things like that. And I'm watching those and following those cases closely. And here's what I have to do is I have to keep in touch with the family and make sure that the family keeps in touch with the, the parole board of Canada and it's in the file that they must be notified if there's a parole hearing. And I'm not sure that that happened here. And if it didn't, that could be an oversight or a mistake. But typically, the parole board doesn't notify families when they're going through their processes unless there's something in the file that says the family wants to be. I see. So the onus is on the family to uh, stay in the loop and register. It is. And, and, you know, the same thing, John, when I was in policing, sometimes I'd be shocked. I just put somebody in jail for seven or eight years for sexual assault or an armed robbery. And uh, two or three years later, I see them walking down Young Street. <laughs> so it gets your attention, right? And you stop and, and uh, at least in those days, we'd actually stop and do a street investigation and we'd figure out whether they were complying with their conditions of their parole or their bail or whatever. And, um, you know, it was always the same thing. Even the police don't get notified unless there are extraordinary circumstances. So it's unfortunate for this family. I do feel for them that they never had an opportunity to speak. Not sure it would have changed anything. You know, in uh, you know, if you just want to look at it at, through the lens of the justice system, uh, he's he's a, a classic person that can be paroled at the earliest eligible time in his sentence. And when I when I look at how much time he served, he's right on point. Yeah. He's right on point in terms of when he's eligible to apply for uh, day parole. And uh, you know. Yeah, it's a one-third into the sentence. It's a one-third, yeah. I, even though, you know, uh, if memory serves, he was non-compliant with his original bail conditions. And yeah, and he got charged with that. Yep. And so he's got an extra conviction on his record. And I'm not sure if they tacked on concurrent or consecutive time, but, you know, he got himself in a little bit more trouble over that. And uh, But, you know, they've, they've deemed him, I, I'm going to guess, to be a model prisoner. He was a police officer, and uh, he's not going to be a police officer. He's never allowed to possess a firearm again in his life. And, you know, if he's going off to some trade school and he has plans for marriage, he's actually, you know, it's not, it's not real nice for us to hear this, especially if we're, we're talking about the, the victim's family. But he's under the justice system in the, in the eyes of the parole board. He's, he's a good candidate for release at, a, at, a, at the earliest possible opportunity, and I think that's what they're doing right now. Well, he's also required to have psychological counseling, and he can't contact directly or indirectly the Yatim family. Dave, I appreciate your uh, giving us better perspective on the whole matter, as always. Thank you. Anytime. You got it. Dave Perry again, Global News Radio's crime and security analyst. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.